I don't know what space is supposed to taste like, but we're going to find out on Beer in Front. Welcome to Beer in Front. I'm your host, Dave Zalatoris. Every week, I'm going to talk about a beer that maybe we've forgotten along the way while we're getting our badges and our check-ins. Being the Chicago beer guy, I'll also talk about some great craft beers from the city of Chicago. That's Beer in Front, coming up now. Welcome to episode 102 of Beer in Front. How is everyone doing this week? I have a good show lined up for you this week. I am going to talk about porters. I'm going to have the Deschutes Black Butte Porter, which is one of my favorites as well. And don't fast forward. When you get to the end, don't think it's the end because I'm going to have a pop in front and I'm going to have on the show the brand new Coca-Cola Starlight. So don't skip. When you get a chance, head over to the Records Revisited podcast. Check out their latest episode. I pinch hit and joined their show a few weeks ago. We sat down and discussed the Rolling Stones album, Sticky Fingers. So that episode is dropped. Check out Records Revisited podcast. This weekend, I'm going to sit down and talk with the Tattoo Squid podcast. And the following week, I will be on the E14 podcast. So I'll let you know when those episodes drop. I want to thank my good friends Ray Ray and Chance for supporting the show on buymeacoffee.com. You could support the show there if you'd like. You could join my Patreon. There's plenty of ways if you desire, but I do want to thank those fine gentlemen for helping out the show. Next week, this show's a good show. Next week, I am going to sit down with Lance. He's the owner of Omega Yeast. They're located on Montrose Avenue here in Chicago. We're going to discuss the importance of yeast and craft brewing. They also have yeast for home brewers, so that should be a good talk. I'm going to head over, be an in-person interview. That interview is lined up for next Tuesday, so I should have that edited, and that show will be out next week. That will be a good one. Hey, what's going on, everybody? My name is Tim McCarthy, host of 20 Tim Minutes, a podcast that focuses on mental health through humor, insight, and personal stories. Catch my 20-minute episodes every Tuesday, and on Thursdays, listen to me interview a wide variety of guests where we show our support as well as sharing our own personal struggles and stories with mental health. Let's break the stigma by cracking a smile. 20 Tim Minutes can be found on Digitent Podcast, Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. Have a good one. I want to thank my friend Tim for sending over the promo. Check out his show, 20 Tim Minutes. When you're done with this, I'll include the link in the show notes so you could head right over and listen to Tim's show. It's a good one. In beer news this week, last week I was talking about the Ukrainian brewery Pravda. They make a beer that's called Putin is a dickhead, and they suspended operations to focus more on making Molotov cocktails. Well, Russian River Brewery out in Santa Rosa, California, is brewing this beer with their label, and all of the proceeds will benefit Ukrainian charity. So if you're out in California, keep an eye out for Putin is a dickhead and out of Milwaukee. Lakefront Brewery is releasing a crawler called Putin is a Dick. 
Now, these crawlers are very cool looking. They're in the colors of the Ukrainian flag and all of the proceeds for these growl, or I'm sorry, for these crawlers will go to the Ukrainian National Bank. So if you're out in Milwaukee, pick up Putin is a dick. I mentioned on last week's show that I have listeners in Ukraine and I still do. I look at my numbers weekly and I still have some listeners there. If you want to come on and talk or email me about what's going on there, I'd love to hear from you. Please reach out. You can email me at dave at beerinfront.com. Please be safe. I'm thinking of you. My thoughts and everything is with you. But yes, if you do want to talk about what's happening in the world over there, please reach out to me. Coors is announcing that they are eliminating the plastic rings that go around their six-packs from Coors Light. That'll be happening shortly. I, in reading this article, and this article was in Food and Wine magazine, they claim that this should save 1.7 million pounds of plastic waste annually. That's a lot of plastic six-pack rings, but no, Molson Coors is eliminating the plastic rings, and they're going to go to cardboard containers. Funky Buddha Brewery, they have they have a beer called The Love Below, and it looks a lot like the Outcast album, and Outcast is, they're filing opposition against Funky Buddha because they want to trademark The Love Below, so we'll see how this shakes out, but yeah, the label... The label looks a lot like Outcast. After four years, the trial is finally underway. Stone Brewing is suing Miller Coors, who are the owners of Keystone and Keystone Light. A few years back, Keystone rebranded and their cans just have the big word Stone on there. So Stone is suing. Stone sues a lot of people, but in this case, I actually agree with them. But the funny thing is, the lawyer for Miller Coors, his name is Jonathan Bungie. Now, he's talking about the customers that drink Keystone and Keystone Light. According to him, now this is said in a trial, more than half of Keystone Light customers are not working, and more than 25% of our customers make less than $30,000 a year. Jonathan, I don't think that's a way to... Make your customers sound very good, brother. On this week's show, I'm going to talk about porters. Porter originated in England back in the 17th century, was extremely popular for a while. Many people here confuse porters and stouts, where there's a lot of similarities but as a rule, and this isn't etched in stone, a porter is usually lighter than a stout, especially your barrel-aged ones that you get here in the U.S., your imperial ones. So generally, as a rule, nowadays, porters are a lighter beer, but that's not always the case. Porters are brewed in the U.S. as well in the 18th century, mostly out east in Pennsylvania, New England, breweries made them. And then, you know, porters just kind of died out where, especially, you know, after World War I, World War II, when everything became bland macro lagers, 
something like a porter you just didn't see. Anchor Brewing Company started doing a porter back in the mid-70s, and that kind of jump-started the the trend a bit. And then once craft beer came about in the late 80s, you had people like Deschutes, which I'll talk about later in the show, Sierra Nevada. They kind of brought Porter back to prominence here in the U.S., and they all make a very good one. Another style of Porter, which is one of my favorites, I, I like them all, but if you see a Baltic Porter, those are excellent. Those are generally fermented cool, so they're they're technically a lager as opposed to most porters, which are ales, so they're a little bit smoother. So if you do happen to see a Baltic porter, grab one of those. Those are very good as well. Here in the U.S., porters, when they came back, it was kind of like almost like IPAs when I talked about them last week, where we overdo things. So they're more aggressively hopped here than they are in the U.K., and also they use a lot of different hops where Anchor used the Northern Brewer hop. I know a great local one here, Goddamn Pigeon Porter, that has Columbus, Simcoe, Sierra Nevada uses more modern hops, modern American hops. Great Lakes, Edmund Fitzgerald, which is another great porter, they use Cascade in it. So your American porters have more of your fruity American hops in them. It's not to say they're bad. They're all very good, but it's a big difference between a U.S. porter and a porter that you can get overseas. Some of the porters I had this week, because I have to do research for the show, of course, but I had the Great Lakes Edmund Fitzgerald, great porter. I had Revolutions Eugene, another one, top-notch porter. If you see that one, that's well worth picking up. And finally, I had in. I talked about this one when I started the show a couple years ago, but Spiteful's Goddamn Pigeon Porter, that is excellent by all means. All of the three I just talked about, if you see them, grab them. They're great porters. Oh, the beer that's in front of me this week is from Deschutes. This is their flagship Black Butte Porter. This one's been around since 1988. One of the few breweries that I, I don't even know if I could think of another brewery that has a porter as their flagship. But this is a great one. I've been a big fan of this for many years. So let's crack open the Black Butte. Oh, this pour is great. Beautiful color on here. Nice head on the beer. The aroma is very nice. I get a little of everything here. I get like some chocolate notes from the roasted uh, malts. I get a little of the hops here. Very, very good aroma on this. Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that's really good. A lot hits you up here. I get right off the bat, I get like a chocolate coffee. That's the first thing that hits my mouth. Really nice flavor to this. At the end, I'm getting some of the hops at the end. Now, they use, like some of the other ones that I was talking about earlier, this is more of an Americanized porter where they use different hops. Like, they use Cascade hops, which was, you know, more known for, like, your Sierra Nevada Pale Ales. 
things like that. So they definitely use Americanized hops, and I'm getting that in the flavor at the end. This is, it's just an excellent beer. It's not a heavy beer at all. It's only 5.5% alcohol. I read somewhere, and I don't know if this is true, and maybe having a lot of beers over the last 30-some years, my memory's a little hazy. But I do recall reading somewhere that when they opened up the chutes, people would go in. This is a microbrewery. These are, you know, this is something new. People would come in and ask whether it was the owner, the bartender, for the lightest beer they had, and they would pour them Black Butte Porter. And people have this misconception like, oh, this is a dark beer. No, I can't have that. But it's only 5.5% alcohol. This is a great, easy drinking beer with a ton of flavor. As it warms up a bit, I'm getting more of the hop flavor than I do originally when it was just more of the coffee and the chocolate notes of the malt. So as it warms up, it's even more well-balanced. If you see Black Butte Porter, and it's around everywhere in cans, bottles, not if I was out in Oregon, I'm sure I would be having this on tap, but it's a great beer. It's a classic beer. It's been around for 34 years now. Pick up a Black Butte Porter. I mentioned on last week's show that I'm going to pivot away from the Jagoff of the Week segment and, you know, for various reasons. I'm not going to get into that again, but I'm going to pivot away from those. I do have, if you're interested, on my Patreon feed at patreon.com slash beer in front, where periodically, if I see some shit, I'll post it on there. I'll still do, you know, I'll still do something here now and then. It won't be every week, but this week there is one because how can I forget or how can I leave out Florida woman? So the jag off this week is there's a Florida teacher. She's facing a misdemeanor battery charge because she bit two students over a jar of pickles. Now this teacher, her name is Rhonda Rice. I guess this school has like a store and students work in the store. And the teacher was walking out with the jar of pickles. So obviously she didn't pay for it. So bad enough, you're biting students, but you're a thief. So the students are like, you know, they grabbed the jar of pickles and the teacher bit the students so they would let go of the jar of pickles. And then the teacher's like, well, I was just having fun. I didn't bite them. I just licked them. Uh, Rhonda, you're a jag off. That's going to wrap things up for this episode of Beer in Front. I thank you for listening. Please check out Records Revisited podcast and 20 Tim Minutes. Check them both out. They're worth a listen. Next couple weeks are going to be good shows. Next week, I'm going to talk about yeast and the importance of yeast in craft brewing and home brewing. I'm also going to talk to Brent, the owner of Burning Bush Brewery. They have their second anniversary coming up in a few weeks, and I'm going to head over to Burning Bush and talk to Brent. We'll talk about Burning Bush Brewery. So a lot of good things happening on Beer in Front. Thanks for listening, and I'll talk to everyone next week.
All right, I'm going to mix things up on this episode, and I'm going to have a pop in front. That's right, a pop. Not a soda, a can of pop. This is the new one from Coca-Cola that's getting a lot of buzz. This is called Starlight. It's a limited edition, and it allegedly tastes like space. I don't know what space tastes like, but I'm going to crack open this can and find out. That's a good sound. I might have to save that can opening sound and use that for everything else. That's a good, that's a good sound. This is a really odd color. It's very purple, pink. Now, I was reading that some reports on this were that it had like a raspberry taste. Let's find out. But let's just make this official. The aroma on here is very good. I get from the aroma, like vanilla, cinnamon. Uh, I don't know if that is what space is supposed to smell like, but from the aroma here, I'm getting vanilla and cinnamon. Yeah, I, I get nothing, no berry flavor from this at all. This is like a vanilla, cinnamon, cotton candy-like flavor that I'm getting from this. Yeah, I think it would be a combination of cotton candy, vanilla, and like cinnamon. And the cinnamon is very faint. Uh, it's interesting. Uh, I don't know if I would buy this again. It's very hard to find. I looked all over for it. I finally found it at a Mariano's grocery store here. And normally I drink like, if I drink a can of pop, it's the diet or the zero brands. This they only had in regular. So maybe that's why I'm not liking it as much because it's very sweet. And I was expecting, you know, when I opened up the can of Starlight, I was going to hear Muse playing in the background, but that didn't happen either. But it's definitely interesting. I don't know if I would buy this again. I might try it in the Starlight Zero if I see that to see if I like that any better. But yeah, it's very sweet. If you like vanilla, cotton candy, cinnamon, this might be the Coke product for you. <laughs> 